All right, welcome into the Online Enquirer podcast, and this is our first emergency pod. This is two pods in one day for uh, Isaac Trotter, who's joining me now with uh, Illinois, naming a starting quarterback. And this came at the worst time for me, Isaac. I was driving to go pick up my kids. My wife is uh, taking a class, uh, a night class, and this is my night with the kids. But I got Torin, the three-year-old, happy with a happy meal and a movie. And I got Lily asleep right now. So I think we got like a 10 or 15 minute period. We can really squeeze a lot of good Illinois football stuff in right here. That's honestly really impressive that you're able to do that. I mean, I'm impressed that Lily's down for a nap at five o'clock. That, that's really well done. And then obviously the movie, hopefully it's a good movie. Hopefully you're not making him watch Wally again and we can get some football talking real quick. Yeah, he's actually got uh, Inside Out right now. So I think I think most people like Inside Out, right? So uh, that's a pretty good one. But uh, I, I got the monitor on Lily. I, I can't. I can't promise that Torn won't run in here, but it kind of makes it even more emergency pod. There's a sense of urgency here. Um, not, not that this is a big surprise, Isaac, but but it is huge news. Illinois football announces the starting quarterback, Brandon Peters, will be the starter week one. I mean, our quarterback calibrator said it all along. He, he was the most impressive guy during camp, and I, I don't think it was necessarily close. And, and Lovey Smith said all along that, hey, we're not going to name a starter before August 31st unless it's obvious. Well, it was pretty obvious, just like A.J. Bush last year, another another graduate transfer quarterback, that Brandon Peters is going to be the starter. So there really wasn't any sense uh, of holding off on it. But, uh, you know, Rod Smith's always kind of been to the mind that why name a starter anyway? But I think Lovey Smith just thinks it's good for the team uh, not to have this talk around it, to, to know that he's the leader. Um, and uh, he, he's, he's a talented guy, Isaac. Um, what do you think he brings, and why do you think he kind of ran away with this thing? The reason he won this job is because he was the most accurate, plain and simple. And, and that's what Rod Smith talked about so often coming in. I mean, in the spring, in the summer, we, whenever we got a chance to talk to Rod Smith, we, we would ask him, like, which quarterback do you like? Which skill set do you like more? Are you more the running type? Or what, what do you want out of your quarterback? And he would always say accuracy. And Brandon Peters was the most accurate quarterback of any quarterback throughout Illinois' training camp. You know, we were we were there for two weeks. We basically saw every single practice, every single throw that Brandon Peters made, we usually saw. And there were not many interceptions. Rod Smith told you the other day in your coach conversation with him that there were only three or four interceptions that Brandon Peters threw all throughout training camp. And, and that's really impressive because there's a situation where this Illinois secondary, those those cornerbacks are ball hawks. Nate Hobbs and, and Quan Martin are both really, really good cornerbacks that we think can go steal the ball away and Peters didn't put the ball in harm's way so I think the reason Peters won the job is because first off he's the most game ready you can see when he walks up to the line of scrimmage he knows what he's doing he's comfortable he's not really thinking things through quite as much he just knows what he needs to do you see Isaiah Williams is thinking really hard on what he needs to do Matt Robinson thinking through everything he needs to do Brandon Peters just goes out and plays, and he understands what he needs to do uh, out on the field before he really gets in those tough situations. So he didn't put the ball in harm's way. He made the most plays, and he was the most accurate. And those are the three things that Rod Smith and Levy Smith wanted out of their quarterback, and Brandon Peters did all of those. Yeah, I think I've said this word before, but I think A.J. Bush had a sexier camp. Like, you know, we watched both of them. I think A.J. Bush made these plays that made you go, whoa. I don't know how many of those Brandon Peters had, but – he made a lot of smart plays, right? Like he, you could see him diagnosing a defense, knowing where to go with the ball right away. Uh, I think he gets rid of the ball quicker and more accurately. 
than A.J. Bush. Um, he, he throws the ball away, right? Like when, when there's nothing there, he knows when to throw it away. He knows how to do that. He knows how to scramble uh, to get out of pocket. Uh, now, this is going to be a, a different kind of offense with Brandon Peters than it was with A.J. Bush. And we, we've talked about it before. I've kind of used the term game manager kind of in a, a positive way for, for Brandon Peters. Um, I, I think he's uh, like Rod Smith has told me, he's not going to make big mistakes that really hurt you. And A.J. Bush definitely did that. He's also not going to give you the running attack he gave you, uh, but he should give you a better passer. So how do you think, Isaac, this offense evolves, changes, improves, or maybe even uh, regresses with, with Brandon Peters? How is it different than last year? Yeah, I think the main difference is that I, I don't expect Illinois' running game to be number two in the Big Ten or number 13 in the country. It, that's just not going to happen, right? Like, that's how, that's the big difference. I think the running backs are still going to be very good. Corbin is going to be great. Reggie's going to have a very, very good year. I think Mike Epstein, if he could stay healthy, is going to be able to run the ball well. But they're just not going to be this this good, where they're running great and being like one of the best rushing teams in, in the country but they're not going to be one of the worst passing teams in the country like they were last year. I mean, I have the numbers right in front of me, 165.7 passing yards per game last year. That ranked 114th in the country out of 129 FBS programs. That's really just not good enough. And for Illinois' offense to take a step forward and to take a legitimate step forward, they need this passing attack to open things up for this running game because you saw later in the year, especially against Northwestern, Northwestern was daring A.J. Bush to make throws in, 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 into single coverage, and Illinois' wide receivers weren't good enough to make that happen. So I think you've seen the wide receiver play has gotten better. You kind of know what you're going to get from the running backs and the offensive line, especially running the football-wise. I have no problems with it all. So I don't expect Brandon Peters to go out and rush for 700 yards, but he can throw for over 2,000 yards if he stays healthy. I think you'll see this passing attack be able to average 180 to 200 yards per game, and, and that'll change things for the running game. It won't put quite as much pressure on them. They maybe won't have to be in as many third and longs, and if they do get in those third and long situations, it's not a you know series over, game over, we better we go punt the ball, because you actually have a quarterback now who can throw the ball vertically down the field, and, and I, I just look at these weapons around Brandon Peters, and they're so much better than what they were last year around A.J. Bush. Daniel Barker's improved. Trayvon Sidney and Josh Amatorbebe are, are better pieces than what you had last year. Ricky Smalling has improved as well as a junior. So I think you're seeing a, a little different offense. You won't see as much run-heavy stuff. I don't know if Illinois is going to be better in the red zone than they were last year because A.J. Bush was great in the red zone last year. But I do think you'll see a more well-rounded offense. You'll see this passing number start to improve a little bit more. And who knows? If the passing numbers improve and Illinois, or, you know, teams that play Illinois have to take that passing attack seriously, that could open up a lot more holes for Corbin and Epstein and the rest of the running backs. Yeah, I wonder what balance does for Rod Smith, how it changes the offense, because I still think this is a run-first football team, right? Like, I still think that's what Rod Smith's scheme has done so well wherever he's been. But I wonder how balance helps the run game. I wonder um, how it just keeps defensive coordinators on its toes. Um, now, this isn't a guy who's going to run away like A.J. Bush could just, you know, make plays when things broke down. Um, A.J. wasn't a good passer in the red zone, but, yeah, he was just a battering ram uh, in, in the red zone and, and could reel off big runs uh, when everything broke down. But I wonder, Isaac, if it just makes Illinois go from this, 
you know, offense that could put up 40 points against some good Big Ten teams and then zero the next week or seven against Purdue. I wonder if that all balances out to where this offense just has a higher floor under Brandon Peters. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it, it'll be as predicated on the big play as it was last year, right? I think you'll be able to see this team march it down the field a little bit more because there were times last year where if Illinois got a holding penalty on first down and it was first and 20, then they were very rarely getting that first down. So I think you'll see things a little bit different. Of course, you're going to play ahead of the schedule. You're not going to want to get in those first and 20 situations or have those early penalties, but it just changes what you can do. You're not so predicated on Reggie Corbin and Dre Brown breaking off 72-yard runs against Minnesota. Sure, you'd love those to happen, but if they don't happen like they didn't happen against Iowa, you'll still have a chance to move the ball. Those big plays didn't happen against Purdue, so maybe you'll still be able to move the ball a little bit with Brandon Peters. So I think this this offense is more well-rounded. I think there are more weapons on the field. And, and now it's just up to Brandon Peters to press the right buttons and for Rod Smith to press the right buttons as well. So I also think this. When you look at what Brandon Peters does as a runner, it, it's not going to blow you away. He's not going to rush for 700 yards like A.J. Bush did. But there are times during those uh, those different things where Illinois is, is able to, to – you know, when Illinois is running the read option, they give it off to the running backs over and over again. Defenses are going to get cooked on that, right? That's going to be their main thing they look for. And I think Peters has the ability to tuck that and run for six or seven yards just to keep them honest four or five times a game. Like, he can do that. Plus, at his frame, I think he's six foot four, about 220 pounds. He can be able to run some people over in the red zone. So, if you have a quarterback sneak that needs yeah. to happen, it's not going to have a situation where Peters gets buried. So, I think that this offense, the big picture here, I think they're not necessarily better than last year, but I don't think they're worse. They're about the same. And if they are a little bit more well-rounded and if this passing attack can be a little bit better than what it was last year and start to really maybe be in the top eight or nine in the Big Ten instead of being 11th in the Big Ten, maybe you could see this offense put up a slightly better numbers in Latin than what they did last year. Listen, this isn't surprising that Brandon Peters is a starting quarterback. This is why they got him. This is why um, they knew Matt Robinson really wasn't ready. They knew Isaiah Williams might not be ready. And based on what we saw, Isaiah Williams is not ready. Uh, so when we come back, we'll take a quick break, talk about what this means for Isaiah Williams. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, most fans wanted Isaiah Williams to be the quarterback, right, Isaac? And, and Brandon Peters could be the guy for the next two years. But this is what's good about having competition at the quarterback position. The cream rises to the top. We saw Isaiah Williams during camp. We saw his electrifying running ability. Uh, we saw that he's got an arm where he can put the ball into tight windows over some defenders. But we also saw this is a guy that has a huge huge learning curve going even from where he's been trained pretty well at Trinity Catholic and, and down at Elite Football Academy, but going up against Big Ten defenses, even if it's a second-string Illinois Big Ten defense, that he can't make throws that he made at the previous level. And, and making even the, the 
easy throws, I think, was the hard part with Isaiah. And that's what's so important in this offense under Rod Smith, getting that quick screen out there and getting it out there accurately, getting that quick slant to hit. He really struggled with those. It seems like the more difficult throws he was good at. I still think Isaiah Williams is going to be dynamic in the future, but he's not ready. And I think Brandon Peters is the guy to navigate you, Isaac, through the non-conference at the very least, unscathed, then see what you have in Big Ten play. I completely agree. Again, this is not a bad thing that Isaiah Williams didn't win the job, right? This is an okay thing. We we always can use this example. Go back to Juice Williams. What did he do as a freshman, right? His completion percentage was 39.5%. Nine touchdowns, nine interceptions. He rushed the ball for 3.7 yards a carry, right? Finished with 576 rushing yards, right? That's okay. He put up some decent numbers in the running game. The nine touchdown passes are nice. But the completion percentage of 39.5 just kind of showed you that a true freshman quarterback isn't ready to play right away. I think that's the same thing with Isaiah Williams. He wasn't ready to play right now. And that's not a diss at him. That's not, we're not attacking him by any means. We don't think, that doesn't mean we don't think he'll be a good football player in the future. It's just a fact, right? He wasn't quite ready to play. So I think that Isaiah Williams can learn under Brandon Peters. I wouldn't be shocked if Brandon Peters happens to go down with an injury and Isaiah Williams is that guy that they call on because – Illinois has had to play multiple quarterbacks over the last few years. Chase Crouch, Cam Thomas, Jeff George had to play a couple years ago. Last year we saw MJ Rivers get a couple starts when AJ Bush got nicked up. So that might happen, and Isaiah Williams might we might have to see them this year. But what we saw in training camp was a quarterback that has the wheels and has the you know the the whoop ability right where he makes guys miss and, and looks really spectacular. But we also saw a quarterback that threw off his back foot and didn't necessarily have the great arm strength at times and threw a lot of interceptions that were rather easy for the defense to pick off. So those type of big mistakes, just you can't do that at the Big Ten level And if you want to you know, win a quarterback job. So I think Isaiah Williams can sit in Rod Smith's office and continue to learn and not have that pressure to lead Illinois to wins early in the, in the non-conference schedule when they have to win, like have to, have to, have to win. Yeah. And now you have a chance where maybe later in the year, Isaiah Williams is knocking on the door. He's ready to roll now. Those freshman mistakes that he was making early in training camp are long gone, and he can be the guy. Khalil Tate redshirted. Isaiah Williams, I don't know if Illinois can afford to redshirt this kind of weapon, this kind of athlete, but it will be interesting to see how Rod Smith uses him. Uh, And quickly, Isaac, what what do you think? Do they – do they use him? Do they redshirt him? Um, because boy, that that'd be a nice thing down the line if you know you have four more years of Isaiah Williams or three after Brandon Peters leaves, whatever it is. I, I just find it hard to think that one Peters and if it's Matt Robinson number two get through the year healthy, or that Illinois wouldn't use him at some point on the field. Yeah, I think the four game limit is a big thing here, where you can use a guy for four games before. Uh, burning his red shirt. So I think Isaiah Williams will get on the field multiple times this year just to see what you have. If Brandon Peters lights the world on fire and Isaiah Williams red shirts, that's a great thing for the future of Illinois football. He can get really good and, and play in those little games where Illinois is winning a lot against Akron or something like that. So I expect to see Isaiah play multiple games this year. I don't know, though, if Brandon Peters is going to be bad enough where Isaiah Williams has to pass him up or if Isaiah Williams plays great in training camp or in practice and is able to pass Peters up. So that'll be interesting to monitor. That'll be a good discussion to have. But as of right now, I expect Isaiah to play in at least four games. 
Yeah. I think you'll see what he can do, and you'll see his flaws, and you'll see his strengths, and then Rod Smith will go from there to decide whether to burn the red shirt or to save him for next year. Here's another question, good sports radio or podcast question. If, if Brandon Peters goes down week one or week two with an injury like A.J. Bush, is Matt Robinson coming out? No. I get that Matt Robinson is number two. But I think Matt Robinson's the guy that can come out and give you a series or two. But if Rod Smith wants to go win a football game, Isaiah Williams gives them their best chance See, just with I, the running ability. So I, I think that's it, an interesting. Qu- I think it's an interesting question because I thought Matt Robinson was better than Isaiah Williams during camp, and it's not sounds too big of a surprise, right? Because Matt's been in the system for a while. Right. But if if you had to tell me, you get one like a guy comes in for a drive or the rest of the game, and you need to win the game like MJ Rivers did last year. Right. Boy, I might trust Matt Robinson a little bit more right now. Even though, I, you know me, I love Isaiah Williams. It's just what we saw in camp, I think Matt's more right. prepared for it. No, I agree with that. Like, if you're coming in in the middle of a game to finish a game off, I just think if you're going into a game prep for an entire week, which quarterback gives you a better chance, then I see Isaiah Williams kind of getting that nod there. But it's just that is a great question. It's a great back and forth. And I think it's a lot closer than we think between Isaiah Williams and Matt Robinson. And before the season, everybody would have said this is just a two-quarterback race, and and we were wrong, right? Matt Robinson is definitely in that mix and absolutely could get on the field a little bit in 2019. That's not a bad thing either because Matt showcased some good things in training camp. He has a good deep ball. He can run a little bit better than people think. So in a a pinch, Matt Robinson has to play a game. I don't think it kills Illinois. Yeah, I I think he's serviceable as a backup. And I think long-term he's he's really good at asset for them to have and I think a good system guy I do think at one at some point if Brandon Peters is out multiple games I agree I think it's going to be Isaiah Williams job but I think that's a good thing that now you're sitting there going man there's some options back here right and, and CJ Dixon the next year Cron Taylor got a little bit better he's, he's not ready to play yet and Rod told me as much but all right man my uh, daughter's getting up so that, that's about perfect timing though right this is a good emergency pod good test run through this as Illinois names its starting quarterback Absolutely. Well done. Go take care of Lily. Have a good one. (laughs) All right. That wraps it up. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast.